Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. At Hello Health, we recommend a 10-minute morning routine called the MAP. It's part of being intentional with how we want to direct our attention during the day. It's a free, downloadable resource that helps us wrangle in our self-talk, state our needs, prioritize well, and delegate. But one of the last pieces of the map is to identify a second brain. We're dealing with so much information that comes at us rapid fire, so being able to lean on a trusted friend or colleague can make a big difference. I find a second brain when I need help solving a problem that seems too big, when I need help shifting my perspective, or when I need to refuel my vision for healthcare transformation. That is why I'm delighted to introduce my longtime friend and Hello Health Chief Technology Officer, Mr. John Dudley. In addition to his work with Hello Health, John leads the Industrial Imagination Company, where he manages the engineering of new technologies for industries increasingly reliant on computation, most notably healthcare and education. John currently leads the development of EMRXYZ, a patient-centered clinician-extensible electronic medical record system being deployed in majority world countries in sub-Saharan Africa, Eastern Europe, Asia Pacific, and South America. The term majority world is used in opposition to third world as a reminder that the vast majority of the world's population live on less than $10 a day. John and I spoke about the power of a second brain. I think the more open that second brain is, or makes the primary brain feel, then the greater that collaboration will be. To breathe life into new ideas, two brains are better than one. I don't intend to change the world. What I intend to do is have clients that change the world. John, I am just so happy to see you. Welcome to the show. I'm always happy to see you and be around you. <laughs> We've had parallel journeys into healthcare and seeking its transformation. Your journey seemed to have started when you followed your amazing sister, a physician herself, to Africa. Yes, uh, that was an unexpected um, life pivot. But um, basically happened was she came to me one day and said, you know, I, I, I feel like I want to leave the country for a little while. So I found an opportunity that will take me out of the country uh, as a physician. And I decided I will take my then nine-year-old godson uh, so that he can experience life in another country. And so I said, well, you know, since obviously, you know, that sounds like a great opportunity, um, let me, you know, pack up my laptop continue to be able to do work remotely, uh, and join you for at least a couple of months to help you settle in. Uh, after the year contract was up for her, she leaves, takes the boy with her, and 10 years later, I finally leave yeah. and return back yeah, to the United I States. I remember when, I think you just emailed me, hey, you know, I'm going to go with Rissa to Africa and be back I think I'll be back in a couple of months or so. But I was like, Africa, where in Africa? Where is Lesotho? Where are you going? I'm sorry, I said Lesotho the wrong way. But where are you going? Are you crazy? I remember being really worried for you, actually. Like, you were never going to make it back. 
I'm, I'm very glad I never heard you say, oh my gosh, you're never going to make it back because that may have completely changed my, my perspective. Because the, the weird thing is when, when I left, like it didn't feel like that big of a deal for some reason, even though That's I've never you're crazy. lived in another country. You're just crazy. Yeah, it, you just it, packed up your life and moved. It, it, it felt like across I got on ocean. a bus. It felt like I just got on a bus and went across town and then just suddenly, boom, there I am in another country. I do need to, uh, my sister would tell you that my reason for going, or at least her reason for me going was I was going to be the manny, the male nanny, because my responsibility was making sure that I would be back at the house every day when, uh, then nine-year-old Anthony would return from school. Uh, but because my work allows me to, you know, do work wherever I, I have internet and I have a computer, I was able to fulfill the role of Manny while also <laughs> maintaining uh, good relationships with my clients and customers. I want to thank you for being a feminist. That's amazing that you just, I think you're really supportive of strong women and you always have been. And this is one case in point. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the reason I'm supportive of strong women is because strong women are what raised me. Um, my, uh, so my mother, um, who is, I won't give her age right now, but <laughs> she's a little bit older. Hi, Mrs. But Dudley. <laughs> she, um, she basically had to serve the role of mother and father. My father passed away, uh, when I was, uh, four years old. And so my mother, you know, raised me taking up both roles. Um, my immediate family also consists of my sisters who, you know, while I guess you couldn't say they raised me, they were obviously an inspirational part of my life. Um, aunts, you know, uncles as well, you know, but I'm obviously very appreciative of the role and the impact that women have had on me, including you, by the oh way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, a, I love I, being I, in that lineup. Wow. I, I, I still don't know that if you will ever know the impact that you have, uh, both in my personal life and in my business as well. Oh my goodness. Thank you for that. So, okay. Now that I'm blushing, let's go back to when you decided to get into how technology can help in limited resource settings. Because what my understanding is you've never worked for anyone else ever. I have, uh, as an adult, you know, I had an internship and that sort of thing, but as an adult, I have only worked for myself and the imaginary boss I have in my head. <laughs> and I found that so striking and extraordinary about you, which is one reason why when the opportunity to um, be a Manny uh, arose, you were able to, to do it and, and really embrace a huge adventure. But you weren't necessarily into healthcare at that point, no, uh, I mean, uh, we had a couple of clients where we did some uh, some custom software work uh, for you know healthcare organizations, but they were you know one-off clients. Uh, it really didn't uh, we didn't really pivot to uh, focusing on healthcare um, until my experiences in a low limited resource setting uh, and healthcare specifically in a resource limited setting. Uh, as you mentioned, my sister is a physician. She was a pediatrician, and she was working with a pediatric HIV organization that's based in the U.S., but uh, but has clinics in 
several parts of the uh, the rest of the world. And when uh, you know when we went to Lesotho, as I said, you know, obviously I was the manny, but uh, the local clinic, which was set up, you know, no different than any hospital or clinic you would go to in the United States. You know, you go in there exam rooms, computers in every exam room, uh, computers connected to an electronic medical record system, et cetera. So it was, um, you know, I know the organization likes to say that their facilities were kind of an oasis in the settings that they were in. So um, when I got there, uh, they had then lost their, um, their IT manager and uh, they didn't have the financial resources to immediately hire another one. So I said, well, I'll, I'll help out for a little while and I'll help you find uh, that next person. And uh, <laughs> Famous last was, words. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was only then that I actually really started getting uh, interested in, uh, in how you know, technology and computational tools can... Uh, directly impact patient care. There was, um, you know, obviously we can't, I can't show it on a podcast, but uh, there's a, uh, an internally famous uh, slide that they show of a child before uh, HIV treatment and a child, that same child, you know, I think it was six months later. And so you, the before photo just shows this very emaciated uh, young child. And three months on, uh, on antiretroviral therapy, you see this child that no longer went from the verge of death. You see this child that has, you know, you see the light of the child with all of the potential that they now have in living a healthy life and in having their own impact on the world. And I saw that one of the tools that they used effectively was technology to be able to monitor the clinical status of the child, to be able to make sure that the regimens that he was on were working. Normally in a resource limited setting, you have everything that's paper based and you, you know, it's not in an organized way. So you have a patient that comes in and nobody has any idea what happened on the previous visit because they can't find that exactly so meanwhile the patient you're looking at it will break your heart it will break your heart looking at that untreated child who didn't have a choice on how they acquired hiv i'm assuming mom had hiv and delivered exactly and and in in that setting that's exactly what happened and so the the, that particular organization focused on, you know, treating those children uh, in countries that did not have pediatricians. They had doctors, you know, uh, local doctors, but local doctors that were only comfortable in treating adults. Right. And children are not little adults. They're actually different. Exactly. <laughs> they metabolize everything differently. I don't treat my kids. I, I take them in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you have, uh, you know, the goal of treating the children. And then you also have uh, what they call PMTCT, preventing mother-to-child transmission of HIV. So Uh, if mom is treated well, then child never gets it to begin with. Exactly. The mother gives birth to a healthy child that is HIV negative. HIV negative, yes. Exactly. But being able to see how tools that I can create can directly impact a person's life 
made me say, this is what I have to do. You know, if I have the ability to provide a, a tool that can help change the world, then obviously sign me up. There's something about human potential that really inspires you. So I, I would say what I hear you telling me is watching a child whose potential is just dripping down the drain in front of your eyes and then seeing that the solution is right in front of you. It's inside your head until you produce these things. But you, you've done all these amazing tools, right? But now you've not saved just that child's potential. You've also saved the many more children that we can see because we can see them more effectively and efficiently acquire the information and the tracking that we need. So you've saved that many more, exponentially and, more. And I'll tell you, I, I, I do this for, you know, completely selfish reasons. I love that. I do. You know, selfish doesn't come to mind as no, a descriptor. I, I do this for con completely selfish reasons. And this is why I, I, I fully intend that, or I fully expect that these children um, and adults as well that, you know, go from, you know, sick and, you know, because they're sick, they're not able to be very productive uh, members of society to go from that to now being able to become a doctor, a scientist, an artist, etc. I want to be a part of that because I fully expect that one of those children will be the person that creates the cure that, you know, prevents me from uh, illness or that helps save the life of another loved one. I fully intend, you know, so I'm doing this again, selfish act. I'm, 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 you know, making an investment now because I expect to reap the rewards of, you know, the impact that these people have on my own life. So you bringing up your own life. And I just want to mention that you're on your own personal health journey. You've been on it for maybe two years, and I want you to know I love how much water you're drinking. So um, that's really it's really nice. It <laughs> un unfortunately, you know, this wasn't really by choice. My my doctor has forced me to change my habits from drinking probably two or three thousand, and I'm not exaggerating, two or three thousand calories just of liquid, you know, liquid and sugar and that sort of thing. She's forced me to, you know, quit cold turkey and 99% of my liquid intake for the past year has been water. Unflavored, uninspiring, H2O, <laughs> uh, you know, in, in my mind, in my techno geek brain, I like to think, oh, well, you know, at least it's the same formulation of uh, H2O that you can find on the moon or you can find on Mars. Hey, maybe this is Mars water. You know, that's the only way I'm able to have some excitement. You're making in my me life. sound so mean. I'm not that mean as a doctor, but I will say that the strategy of not drinking your calories is looking good on you. Well, it, it, it looks good. You know, I can, I can say that that before changing anything else, just dropping the water or just dropping the, the liquid sugar, the liquid calories, without changing anything else, just started to shed the pounds away. Isn't it amazing? Which was amazing. You know, I, for a time I was still, you know, I was still eating not so healthily. I would occasionally, I shouldn't admit to this, but I would occasionally <laughs> drive by a Krispy Kreme donut shop <laughs> 
see the hot donuts now light on because I wouldn't it's stop so unless I see it says hot. That one. And um, I, you know, would partake of a box. I won't say how large the box was, but I will say that I would partake. But but the but the amazing thing was, you know, I would do that on a lark. But that night I was still drinking water and the pounds were still shedding away. And I do not advocate that people, you know. Thank you very much. Don't engage in these behaviors, y'all. And, and, and I'm looking at my physician right now, and I see that she's like, you better. So, um, but that was an amazing thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm told by my spouse that the bedroom is a little quieter because uh, the lost weight has reduced the normal noise that may, the melodious tones that may emanate from my mouth during, or from my nasal area during my sleep. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I didn't know you were a snorer. That's, I didn't either. Um, I'm, I'm so usually asleep during that time. That your wonderful wife can like sleep at night. That's good. We yeah. need women as amazing as her to be able to sleep in. But, but so, so supportive. You're so supportive of all the women in your life. Absolutely. <laughs> Whatever I can do to me. No, but, but, you know, just that one simple step was, uh, amazing in and of itself. And, you know, I've always known you to be, uh, an amazing uh, physician, even before you know you taking me on as a, um, I'm going to say as a case. <laughs> no, because that sounds more. No you know, way, you're not a case. No, no I, I, I can be a case, but uh, but uh, I certainly appreciate it. But um, but even you know seeing that you know small step you know, and the positive impact that had on my life, you know, just made me say, well, you know, can I get some more of this? Oh my goodness. You better watch out. You'll be running around like three miles. This is my next thing is going to make you a runner. Yeah. I, 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 um, <laughs> you know, I've been made into a runner by you before. Yeah, you did great. I um, and, and people need to know this about you. I don't know if this will actually <laughs> make it into the podcast, uh, but people need to know that um, like we've had a long time friendship. Uh, I don't know if you want me to say how long that that is. Oh, it's fine. Jay can count. 30 years. We have been more than 30 years. Yeah. We've been friends a long time. I, I like to say three decades because then the number at least <laughs> is a single digit. And I it know. makes, yes, makes yeah. me feel a little bit. I know. But, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we've, we've definitely seen each other, you know, throughout that time. And we've seen each other grow and develop. And I've definitely been appreciative of that. But I, I remember one time uh, visiting you uh, in Indiana. Um, and <laughs> that's a great running town. I was told, I think maybe the night before, yeah, I'm going to go on a run. That's me mimicking you. I'm sorry. Thank this you. this isn't the way you like actually that. sound, but no, you know, I, I know you don't sound like my own voice. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to run, you know, uh, would you like to, you know, run? We're going to do a run walk. So I said, okay, sure. No problem. She said it would be eight miles. And I thought, okay, that's. I'm going from zero to eight miles <laughs> no. in one day. Oh, no, but, I don't recommend that either. But, but it's a <laughs> <No>. run walk. <laughs> we all live and learn. It's a run walk. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I can I can run a mile and then walk a mile and then maybe run another mile, that sort of thing. And it turns out it was not a run walk. It was a run. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> walk, run. <laughs> 
walk. In other words, very little walking during that run. But I made it. And 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 of course you did. And and I'll tell you that. And and this is this has cropped up in other areas, not just uh, you know the physical self, but. Uh, you have this ability to inspire things out of me, whether that is, you know, suddenly going from zero to eight miles in oh one day. Goodness. I should never have done that. I'm sorry. Or if that is, you know, when we've had, you know, when we've had collaborations. Yeah. Yeah. Those and, are great. and the inspiration that, that comes out of those collaborations, um, you know, one that I love to think about, and I don't think I've mentioned this to you recently, um, but as soon as I mention it, you say, oh, yeah, I remember. You are not a graphic designer. No. I don't think. No, not at all. <laughs> yes. No, it's pathetic. But you were responsible for designing the logo for my company. Oh, yes, that's me. I remember and doing that. I remember... Uh, we were in Baltimore at the time. Yes, you know? I remember. And this is a and long I time ago. <laughs> you, you had sketched something kind of in your book, and I was like, yes. eh, no, eh, no, that that wouldn't quite work." And then I, I can't say what happened because it happened. It, my memory says it happened so quickly, almost like you know when you're in a you know if you're unfortunately in a car accident and you know things kind of slow down. Well, in this case, it was. It was I know it happened much slower than my memory is saying it seemed to just happen very rapid pace there was like you know a suggestion from here and then back and then back and back and then suddenly there was something on the page that was I had been searching for a, a logo for so long and there was just something on the page within just a few minutes that was like oh my god that's, that's it, it. That I, I think that it. creativity exists between people not inside of people you know, we think we tend to think in our culture that creativity, oh, this person is just so creative. But I actually think it's creative people need a second brain in that creativity and the best things happen Zoom like that when people are connected to each other. And I'm so I'm so impressed that that logo is still in effect for industrial imagination. It will forever it's amazing be to see in it effect. evolving and looking the way I had imagined it could look all these years later, it does. And, and the thing is, and, and the reason why that will always stay the logo for the company is because, you know, and I, and, and I know if you're listening, you can't necessarily, you know, see the logo, but, uh, it is, it is basically two people that are leaping together, you know, in the same direction, in the same form, you know, almost forming just a single union, you know, and so the logo itself actually demonstrates collaboration visually. Yes, and they're they're in motion together, mm -hmm. and um, it, it seems so brilliant. Like it seems very uh, energetic. It's infused with the energy that can only exist when there's more than just one person working towards a goal. And I like it that they also are leaping into a future that is unknown. And Absolutely. that it conveys it so effectively, I think, because you actually got a graphic designer to take the idea and run with it. 
Oh my gosh. I cannot draw at all, y'all. <laughs> no, it, it was just like whenever I think of collaboration, mm-hmm. like that is usually the first moment that comes to mind, even though we've had other collaborations yes, as well. But that's a really good example. You know what? This is a good time for a short break. We're going to be right back. Did you know women only have about 15% share of the voice distributed by main media? Last year, only 21% of top-charting podcasts had a female host. This is because we need more ratings and reviews. We need you. This is the only time we'll ever ask you to stop listening. Hit the pause button. Take the time right now to rate and review us. Help us change the stats. That way, we can be here when you're ready to listen again. My guest today is Mr. John Dudley, my longtime friend. We were just talking about the inspiration that could be human potential and the creativity that can exist between people and how important it has been um, to us personally and professionally and how important we do think it is for you and for the world. John, as you and I look at big problems like healthcare in the U.S., I'm so appreciative that you're bringing your experience in limited resource uh, settings to this experience here. We are looking at the human potential of leaders and their teams at Hello Health. We pay particular attention to the needs of black women because if we can make our tools accessible and warm and professional for black women, we'll be doing so much for the world. Why did you say yes when I called you and I was like, uh, so I know that you like Africa, but I'm going to make a cool healthcare system and um, help leaders. And I just want you to join this board of advisors I've got. And I'm not going to pay you. I'm going to take up all your time. And (laughs) I'm going to call you frequently because I'm facing so many startup questions. Two main reasons, I think, or two or three main reasons. Okay. Um, one, if I'm looking at it from a business standpoint, then what I see is an opportunity to work in a system that, you know, has more resources than the limited resource settings that I've normally worked in. It allows me to, you know, build something that initially may only work in a setting such as we're in, but eventually I can take some of those aspects, figure out how to make them available in a resource-limited setting, and take what is done here and move it to 80% of the rest of the world. That is I, in a I really limited. appreciate that approach. So uh, the fact that you know we have to be kind of not knowing together, come up with solutions, 
and then translate it into a different environment, right? So both of us are kind of tinkerers in our own form of a lab. I've seen your really cool <laughs> lab where you build your computers and telemedicine portals. <laughs> but, you know, for me, my, my lab is the clinic and the problems that are presented to me with healthy living when time is just at a huge premium and the cognitive load is so high. So as I come up with solutions there, you're able to translate them into these really cool technological tools and and then the idea that what we come up with could influence children across the world is like a really hard thing to imagine absolutely no your 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 impact you know is going to be seen elsewhere um the other another uh, you know we'll give reason number two for why i am grateful for the opportunity to work with hello health you mentioned that you know uh, one of the missions is targeted directly towards African American women, and uh, being the son of an African American woman, and being the nephew of African American women, and being the grandson of African American women, your and the brother of African American women directly impacts the people that impacted my own life. And so, you know, when we talk about resource limitations, you know, when, when we talk about uh, some of the places where I do uh, work, you know, in countries like Lesotho and Uganda and Botswana and Colombia, those are settings where, you know, one of the limited resources is money, right? Resource limitations can be different in a country that seems to be bountiful of resources like the United States. And in this case, that resource limitation may be opportunity, right? And if opportunity, you know, if opportunity is unavailable to a certain segment of the population, then that negatively impacts all of us, right? And so, if you are helping to foster African-American women leaders, then that is going to provide opportunity, not just for their own elevation in the workforce or uh, in the nonprofit areas that they, that they work in, but that is going to elevate the others that they bring up through those organizations. Absolutely. So I'm absolutely appreciative of that aspect of the mission of Hello Health. So here's the thing. It's really incredible when other people get behind a vision that you've had and to have the their trust and to have their support has meant everything in getting Hello Health to where it is now. And I would just submit to you that, you know, I guess it was four years ago, we had no idea that we'd be expanding, that we're, we're bringing uh, counselors on, that we are bringing physician assistants on, and we're able to hire new physicians. And I just feel so um, appreciative of how much it's meant to have you on my support team. But I really appreciate that you take my call when I'm calling to moan about my office printer not working. So as my second brain on everything, including whether or not I can 
like get my email working or whether I can get the printer to connect to the Wi-Fi, et cetera. But how does it feel when I, you know, I'm calling to be like, I have this issue. Can you fix it? And I'm interrupting your day. <laughs> you know what? I see it as, you know, if I can take my own skills and make you, you know, and, and, and take something off of your shoulders then you are now able to focus back on the mission. And, you know, I like to say, uh, you know, even with my, my own clients in, in my own company, uh, I like to say that, you know, we are, you know, I don't intend to change the world. What I intend to do is have clients that change the world. And I'm just going to provide the tools to allow you to change the world. And so if, if that tool is, you know, you know, consultation on getting the office <laughs> infrastructure together so that your printer is going to, you know, print when you need it so that you're not wasting time or mental resources or frustration on those things, then I've helped your goal of changing the world, you know? If well, I, know, if, it's, if, if yeah. it's in creating a technological solution that uh, helps impact your patients directly, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's a, a new uh, medical and wellness record system, whether that's, you know, a new uh, health and wellness app or something like that, then I've provided you with the tool to change the world. Well, now you've offered an app, so I'm going to need that, of course. So, you know, I'm going to head right there. But I, let me just stop us for a second. I think it's really important that I just acknowledge how difficult it is to ask for what I need. Not just from, it's not your fault. It's that I'm having trouble leaning on someone I know is really busy. And taking on the role of CTO for Hello Health is amazing, but you are a CEO in your own right of industrial imagination and you have your own things going on and it's really important work as well. And I would submit to you that many, many busy people Uh, have a hard time interrupting other really busy people out of respect for time and expertise. What do you say to that? I understand that. I I, I definitely understand that. Okay. Uh, From a couple of different aspects. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm used to the typical healthcare model where you make an appointment with an appointment setter uh, for a clinical visit and three, four, five weeks later, maybe when you're not, when you're no longer symptomatic, you get your appointment, right? And so I've felt that way in, you know, having you as a physician kind of, you know, still trapped in, in that old system. I was always hesitant to, you know, feel like I was interrupting your day, you know, if I had a healthcare issue that needed to uh, be taken care of. Uh, but one of the things that, that you've conveyed to me recently is, you know, why are you sitting there and uh, allowing yourself to be in pain for two weeks until you finally decide during one of our unrelated, you know, unrelated to healthcare, just business calls to finally tell me of, you know, this ailment that you didn't have to struggle with for two weeks, right? 
That drives me crazy. And and the thing is, is while, you know, <laughs> while I will still, you know, try to limp along, <laughs> no, no. you know, I, I realize that, you know, I realize that those two weeks have been two weeks in which my own effectiveness has been diminished, right? And so it's 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 you know I'm I'm finally getting to that point where I I internally realize that okay, Dr. Carmen says you know to call her. That is you know part of the model of the Hello Health Clinic. You know I can I can call I can message my physician right, especially if I have a problem. Let me go ahead and do that. You know, unfortunately, you know, I'll still kind of feel like, ah, maybe I'm just wasting, you know, a few minutes of her time here or there. But if if that requires a, a one hour consultation and that one hour consultation allows me to regain my health and no longer limp along, then we have to just accept that, you know, that one hour of interruption, quote unquote, you know, has yielded, you know, two weeks of what would have otherwise been an ineffective block of time. Like you've given me back that time. Right. And so I'm trying to no longer see it as an interruption. Uh, when, uh, in particular, when I contact you, right. Even though you've, you've always said it's not an interruption. Now, when we, when we turn the tables, I I have to recognize that, you know, maybe you kind of feel the same way I do. Because when we turn the tables, I never feel like I'm being interrupted (laughs) when you have a question or need a consultation or need something. I'm not calling you because I'm limping. You are limping. That's, you know, it you seems are, more important. The limping seems no, more important are, than the office but, printer. But, but you are limping in terms of your effectiveness has been diminished because of a technical issue. Ah, right. Oh, wow. And so you I'm know, really if it I takes if it takes you an extra five minutes every time you're seeing a patient, that adds up. You know, mm-hmm. um, if it, you know. And we all, you know, even though I'm a, I'm a big techno geek, you know, I will fully, and I'm the one that creates tools that you may use, that people around the world may use. I know the limitations of technology and I know the frustrations of technology, even though I'm the one building it, right? <laughs> and, you know, frustration is, is, is the enemy to creativity and effectiveness Absolutely. and, you know, all of those kind of negative things. So... If, you know, so you're not limping along physically, but, you know, if your effectiveness is diminished because of a technical issue or where a technical tool can help improve that effectiveness, then that's where I come in. And so when you call me with, you know, you know, software engineering is different than just little IT troubleshooting, right? But when you call me with, you know, a printer problem or something I'm like that. I'm calling the CEO I am of Industrial Imagination to help me fix my printer, y'all. I will walk you through because <laughs> I will hear the so frustration in your voice when you call. And then I will feel the, I will hear the sigh of relief after that oh, technical it is issue true. has been solved. So, you know, what I love about what you've just said is you've actually described so well how we act as second brains for each other. 
and how each of us out of respect and, and love don't want to interrupt, but it actually is <laughs> causing an issue. Right. And, um, I think it's just true for everyone that everyone kind of feels that way. And I think, um, we wish we could lower that sense of hesitation and I, right. I will stop hesitating and I'll just pick up the phone and call if you promise to do the same. Those are good ground rules for, you know, naming a second brain and using good rules around when you're useful software and tech glitches. And then I'm like anything related to the physical form, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not graphic design. Okay. Don't, oh don't call my me for gosh. That. If we ever have to do a logo <laughs> redesign or something like that, you are, you know, you are who I will go to. <laughs> If you're still listening to us, what I really hope for you as you move forward is that you will identify your own second brains, not just one, but maybe many people who can help you specifically be supportive, but not just generally fixing actual problems and enhancing your human potential. We're shooting for nothing more than personal health transformation at Hello Health. And we're starting to get even more um, grand ambitions as we think of how our tools can help other people all the way across the ocean. So it's time for our action steps for today. John, I want to pay forward the kind of support you give me. What advice do you have for being a great second brain? I think what is required, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's twofold. There's something that's required of the so-called second brain, and there's something that's required of the, for lack of a better word, the primary brain in this case. <laughs> that's a great All right? That's a great so I think the second brain needs to do whatever's necessary to allow the primary brain to know that there will be no judgment on what is brought to the second brain's attention. There will be no judgment. It will be a completely open conversation. And, you know, I, I think that's necessary so that, you know, there, there has to be a level of comfort, right? And I think the more open that second brain is or makes the primary brain feel, then the greater that collaboration will be, the greater, you know, impact will be, will be had. Uh, on the part of the so-called primary brain, uh, I think it's necessary to, you know, be willing to just, you know, throw any idea, you know, whether it's, you know, whether you think it's a harebrained idea or something or another to, you know, just be willing and open to, you know, present the issue, uh, pre uh, present, you know, whatever the, the pain point is, uh, whatever the solution is required is, like present that to that second brain. And, um, and I think that's what builds for a, 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 an appropriate, I think that's what builds for an impactful collaboration, you know, that openness between the two, that trust between trust. the two. And the courage, the courage to ask for help. It, I think it takes courage. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Be, be courageous and ask for help sounds so trite, though. No, no, absolutely. Because, you know, it, you know, 
to myself, you know, I've in as we've just spoken uh, about, you know, I've been hesitant to quote unquote interrupt the CEO of Hello Hell, you know, <laughs> for this little pain in my foot or something oh, like I'm, that. I'm happy to do it. And, and it sounds like you've been hesitant to, you know, uh, contact the CEO of Industrial Imagination, <laughs> a software engineering firm, to help, you know, figure out why this printer is not working. But you know, to be willing to, you know. To be to have that kind of relationship where both parties know that it's not an interruption, you know, that it's something that, you know, like I welcome every single call that you have, you know, and I welcome the opportunity to assist in promoting your vision or promoting your mission. Like, that's absolutely necessary. And I'll say, I didn't say this earlier, but the third reason why I joined Hello Health, first as an advisor and now as a CTO, is because, you know, I've never anticipated having a boss. <laughs> you are the only person that I have ever, ever in my adult life considered working for <laughs> and I am grateful for that opportunity I'm grateful that you've you've opened up the position for me and I'm grateful to be a part of seeing you change the world just right back at you we're in a mutual admiration society thank you for joining me today John and for your time, your support, and, and for your love, too. And thank you for listening to Hello Health today. Please show your support by leaving a review. Just two words like, I love it. Oops, sorry, that's three. Mean all the difference in the world. You can also support the show by sharing this episode with a friend, maybe someone for whom you'd like to offer your services as a second brain. As always, action steps, contact information, and social handles are posted in the show notes. Until next time, remember, today is good. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.